Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hi, angels. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 106. 106. Yes, we are back in the rhythm. We are loving it. Oh, especially today of all days. I don't know if y'all have, we're recording this at the end of the eclipse from the eclipse week. Um, Like, you know, just before Halloween. And I tell you what, if it could, (laughs) if if this energy could stand on all of my red button triggers, it has everything, every self-doubt, every question, every insecurity, everything that it could find in the Scorpio underworld, it has dug up. And I'm hoping it dug it up for the sake of healing and letting go and realizing and not needing it in my narrative anymore. I'm ready to compost it. That's, that's <laughs> Right. Let it be known. Let it be heard. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> Stay in this the universe. Like, okay, you showed me it's still here. Let's eradicate this root and get rid of it. <laughs> yes. Burn, <Perfect>. baby, burn. <laughs> burn, baby, burn. Right. As a Scorpio would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> burn your house down. <laughs> yeah. Legitimately. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's feel. It, it's funny because like it's it's easy to forget that these things are happening energetically, and like I, you know, the more you learn about energetics, and the more you learn about like even I mean, even if you go biology, like the more you learn, the more you understand that these things really are happening, you know. And and to think of a person being able to influence my energy, but not a friggin' like planet which is way bigger than a person it's kind of interesting that 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 we can't stretch that far everybody so yeah but definitely um feeling that you know f- feeling into that and the 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 scorpio underworld you know my my little one is a scorpio and she's uh we we've had we've had an interesting week as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> She should be exalted right now. It's her season. So yeah, well, she's taking hold. Like, yeah, she's like, she's in charge. Yeah. It's like, she is aware <laughs> at her like almost seven year old self. But she's aware like, oh no, I have, I have opinions and you're going to hear them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I God, God love, I mean, eclipses and retrogrades and everything. They're all here to serve us. They shake us up. They show us some things that are still lingering. That's mm-hmm. like, hey, take care of this. It's not, you know, one of the one of the effects. One of the people I follow, the astrologers, said said to me, um, had said to me, like, uh, what for my rising sign was to say, you know, if there's habits that you have that you need to break, that you need to let go of. And, and, you know, and I'm like, but you had to give me all of my bad habits all at once. And it's like, but they're all centered around what fear, insecurity in whatever. And so this is a great segue into, you know, what we're going to talk about, Vanessa, what is that today? 
Well, it is the thing. It's like a it's like a buzz a buzz phrase recently, um, but for good reason. The 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 good old imposter syndrome, imposter. Like even when you say it, it's kind of like sounds like you know, it, gadget shit. <laughs> yes, it does, and it's funny that because that's that's exactly what I was thinking of in my head. It was Inspector Gadget, and I was like, you know, <laughs> I was I was reflect reflecting on that. So you caught you caught that, but yeah, like the the imposter syndrome, and um, there are still some people out there that obviously don't know what that is because I feel like you can't experience imposter syndrome until you try to do something <laughs> that is yes. like big right yeah. like so um that stretches just kind of yeah like if you're just kind of living your life you know and like doing your thing I feel like it's not as profound you know like it maybe will come in and, and, and you think of it like kind of on a lower level but man does it come in hard when you're trying to do something big yeah it's and I you know I almost think that it shows up too when you're on the precipice of something that is so key and so close to your mission on this earth that it is like what the fuck and it's like you know it's like when you are in that moment and you're in it I think it comes after this level of excitement and I want to share my story with imposter syndrome but first I want to let you guys know we have a puppy in the background so if you hear him or her that that's that's it trust me it's not us there isn't some subliminal like music or something we're doing to yeah. you or like you know some pavlov's dog type of like yeah, shit yeah, right this right. is, this is it, it's just puppy puppy time so you know just I'm puppy sitting yeah i actually i normally don't like i normally won't like do that so if i had a, if i have clients i don't puppy sit because i don't know what's going on over there he's four months old he's chewing on stuff possibly you know and i can't i can't get up in the middle of a client session so this is like a little bit of a test in addition yeah. <laughs> to have like my day kind of needing to to shift and and, and him end up ending up having to be here but yeah so this is <laughs> we're, we're in an experiment in addition to uh to recording this podcast so so when you hear him just giggle because you know inside we're like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah over here like oh my gosh how many ice cubes can i give you yeah. <laughs> before you need to be walked again <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> so, so yeah so let's let's dive in let's, let's dive into this imposter syndrome deal Yes. And I want to talk about the cycle of imposter syndrome. And this, you know, this is just because I love the science of it. It's funny because this is probably more Vanessa's wheelhouse than it is my wheelhouse. But I have this graphic that I found on Google that I really love because it really depicts the process. Um, But I'm going to add something to this. Okay. I'm going to add one part that I think that they're missing. So in this graphic, it says you get a new project or or task, right? Mm -hmm. And in between this one and the next one, I think the next one said, you are excited. Like there's something happening that you're going to be doing that you have a level of excitement because it connects to something in you that turns you on, whether it's creatively, physically, emotionally, mentally, it lights up your circuits in some way. And then anxiety procrastination over preparation comes in that like yeah it's like not me (laughs) well (laughs) procrastination I spent a whole week procrastinating so yeah exactly um (laughs) (laughs) you know 
and 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 I, you know, I think that there I don't agree necessarily with the way they have this. So you have procrastination or over prep 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 whatever. You over prepare. Um <laughs> many peas in one sentence um, and then you go you do some sort of the project you work through some part of it and then you may complete it but you you you've interacted with the project and or you've completed it in whatever how what capacity and then you have you know this sense of like uh somebody could have done a better job or i don't have anything to offer or what I do is not good enough or like this sense of like, who am I? I I'm, I don't have enough qualifications. Like you start to begin to bring in to your psyche, your brain kicks out all the reasons why you weren't that this, that you're in the wrong place, that this isn't something you should be doing, that, that it is so far beyond your capability that, you... Or even your personality or who you are. I mean, it's definitely like a out of body. Yeah. Who is that? What is that? Why are you doing that? It's like a rejection of all the ways you show up in the project, physically, mentally, yeah. emotionally, like logically, creatively. Yeah. <laughs> However you show up, it's like that rejection, that total rejection of self. And then you step into, you know, increased self-doubt. You have anxiety and you feel like a fraud. You feel like you're an imposter, like you mm-hmm. don't belong. And I know, I know in my deepest hearts that there are nearly, unless you're super ego in your ego and you feel like you're the shit all the time, you mm-hmm. have felt some sort of level of imposter syndrome. Yes. And you could have parent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you, if, I, I just feel like if you've ever stretched yourself or done something you've never done before or done something that you really wanted to do and you've been waiting years to do it or you've been waiting months or days or whatever, however long, and you get into it and then there's the sense of this fear and the anxiety, the self-doubt kicks in, you know, whatever. So that's kind of the cycle but I really feel that, you know, and it's not to say that all the things that you feel imposter syndrome for are something you're excited about, but I do feel that it, there is a component of it benefiting you in some way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like either you're getting a new job and it's more money and, you know, or things like that. I feel that it's a situational, it can be not all the time. This is not a general statement mm-hmm. of just that it's a blanket statement, but it, a lot of the times it, it, it feels like it's almost like when you're benefiting from the situation in some way, and there's a deserving worthiness kind of conversation that happens. And um, I, I think, you know, I think it'd be fun to share some of our own spaces where we've been, or felt imposter syndrome. It's and the reason why we're talking about it is because <laughs> I'm I so experienced it this week. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Scorpio Eclipse. <laughs> right, Scorpio's like I demand to see who you are, and you're like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, I'm, I'm an air sign. I'm 
flow with the wind and I don't have I don't have form I don't want to be defined gosh then I have to hold on to it because for me I feel like like when we talk about imposter syndrome so like there it comes in various ways for me so and I didn't know it was imposter syndrome because I was always thinking of it as being like of being like that fear and that self-doubt and sometimes for me it's not there's not a self-doubt there's like a conversation about authenticity that I have about is this really you right like or is this really what you want people to see right and so then it's like we're going into like do you feel like you're being yourself right now and that turns into that like imposter conversation like am I being a chameleon in a good way or a bad way or am I being an authentic me you know and that 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 is showing up and when you said when you said the thing about gain I thought oh yeah like that's when it comes in the hardest right so like if somebody asks you to do something um that you know how to do on the spot you get nervous right? But for the most part, if you know how to do it, you're kind of just going to do it, right? Like it's, it's, so it's not this, the situation isn't being on the spot. It's just kind of like, or the situation is being on the spot. It's not that you don't think that you can do the thing that you're doing, right? Like, but when we're in the like deep imposter syndrome thing, it's like, we are thinking about what we're doing and why we're doing it and what's on the other side of it sometimes that, like starts to kick that that into high gear right like so because if you're asking me to do something that I don't really care about that nothing's going to matter I might I, I'm probably just going to do it right you ask me to go walk the dog I'm going to go walk the dog because it's a, it doesn't matter right like, it's all good I'm not going to be like am I a professional dog, dog walker like that's not the conversation I'm going to have with myself because it doesn't matter but if somebody asks me to go do it as a job then it might come in different right because now I'm going to get paid for it and now there's responsibility and and like now I might be thinking am I a professional dog walker should I be doing this so like it's kind of like the difference between like where is it coming from where is this imposter thing what does it mean to be the imposter in each situation sometimes it's super sneaky you know and like for me it was like you know, knowing that I was a good therapist, right? Like, no, like knowing that being like, even though I got in trouble, my clients are doing well, right? Like, so the company's not <laughs> thrilled with, with my methods. However, my clients are thrilled with, with their, with their, their progress. So I'm doing a good job. But then when I go out on my own, right? Like it starts to be like, well, am I the kind of therapist that can be a business owner? Right. Like, so now I'm having like the, the, the imposter syndrome of a business owner. Right. Because I was solid in my therapist stuff. Then that starts to shift. And I'm like, am I, I start to have the identity crisis of like, am I a therapist? <laughs> like, you know, and just kind of going through all of those things where it's like in and out of an authenticity thing and in and out of, am I being something temporarily you know, and, and that being more of my like imposter syndrome stuff, then, you know, once we got into the intuitive stuff, that's when my real imposter syndrome came in, where my real self-doubt came in of like, oh, this is, this is a big stretch. And I think that that's like the, you know, when we really notice that it's happening is yeah. the big stretch, like, oh, this is okay. I'm really going to be 
testing myself, right? Like I'm, I'm now in a testing phase, not in a just doing the same thing in a different environment, which would be fine. Um, so like, but then you go backwards and you see all of that stuff and be like, oh, it has manifested in different ways, but it wasn't in my face quite the same that it is right now. And the reason why I went on that diatribe is to be like the root of it is what matters, right? Because if I'm seeing this imposter syndrome going in all these different directions, what's the root? What's the common denominator between why any of that would show up, you know? And for me, it really... I really worry about being real to like a, a like almost sometimes a ridiculous extent where I'll like force myself to be like, I'm super real. Like people are like, yeah, we know like, it's not, you don't need to keep doing that. But so that's like at the basis of it. So that's where my imposter syndrome comes in of being like, are you really this? Not because you doubt yourself in your ability but you you tend to be the Libra and you tend to be the triple air sign and float in and out of things. So there's like a responsibility and a commitment and like other stuff that goes into your imposter syndrome that, that, that like I have to handle that other people may not. Yeah. Yep. It's so, you know, and that's so true because a lot of times I think it, you know, we laugh and giggle and, and carry on, but I, I, I really think that what you said about, it's not so much that we, that you doubt what your ability it's, it's your deepest desire to show up authentically, like mm-hmm. total, like, oh my God, like that's, that's a quote, like write the timestamp down. That's a quote because it's true. A lot of times there is this sense of, you know, not wanting to, and for me, it's also, I don't want to disappoint people. And I don't, because, you know, I don't want to show up as one thing and then turn around and, you know, it'd be another thing. But that also takes away our humanness because between the time we showed up then and now, like we could have, discovered something about us we could have healed a trauma we could have done so in essence we are going to be a different real person every moment of the day Uh so (laughs) it's like Vanessa's like do you see my problem (laughs) I don't I thought I explained it's there (laughs) (laughs) she's like yeah and logically it's what you explain in a way but when you're sitting in the moment right it's like and until you've gone through it you know and I think that that's the thing that like um when you when when you finally get a name to this you know and I think that that's what like what 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 our desire was to create this today is like to allow people to have a name for what it is that they're feeling because it just helps you get into like the space of knowing what to do about it how to dig into it knowing what the what the issue is you know of like why do I feel this way or why am I afraid to do things or you know why when when I you know like I'll have clients that like if they get a raise or if they get a promotion or something and they'll start to freak out and it's like you've already like you're actually receiving what you've already done 
you know, like it, it, it's a reflection of what you've already done, not forcing you into something that you don't know how to do, you know, but it's, it's so hard to be in that moment, you yeah. know, yeah. and, and access that. <laughs> about all the times, all the anxiety I have po- just before we go live. Yeah. You're describing exactly that moment of, you know, of of before I go live, it's like, I know I can do the things that we do, but there's this sense of wanting to show up and wanting, cause, cause we want, it's, it's, it's of service. It's the idea of being of service and being authentic in that space of being service. And that's exactly the anxiety that I feel just before we go live all the time. And even while we're going live, like my heart rate is like probably like, you know, 130, you know, the whole time, but it's, it's, but it's just a desire to serve through my heart, you know, to serve through that space. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so funny because it's like, I've forgotten that because we, we show up so much and we show up here, you know, every week and it's like live right like because we don't edit we just show up we talk we know that that whomever wants to access this is absolutely going to access it and they're going to hear everything that we said but there's a different element of what you're providing and the in the in your face of it that it's like we can do literally the same thing that we do right now we can show up but because the the element is different the environment is different the responsibility becomes different the 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 real-time knowledge or real-time remembrance of the interaction is is just in our faces and so it creates a completely different feeling of you know anxiety if it's going to be anxiety or excitement if it's going to be excitement exactly and you know it's yeah but there again it's something that we do and I think everybody who offer service is there is there is that sense of whether you have it strong or whether you don't you know we always because I think it's because we have a desire to let the people know that we're not one of those people the charlatans we're not here just to take your money we're actively invested in your healing and in our part of your healing basically you know yeah. the parts that we can control is 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 how we how we interact with you and when you're doing a reading of any sorts or you're doing cards or you're doing readings there is a very and connected to an intuitive psychic plane however you do that i don't ever want to give misinformation i don't ever want to create you know, any, like, create a situation where, you know, that there, that there's harm being done. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as we, as we start everyone with, with a kind of a prayer and a kind of a, you know, a a grounding of like, please, you know, asking the angels and how high level beings, we do it through that lens of love, which guarantees that only high level beings will come in. You know, it's, it's that, it's that grounding of it to make sure that we are in our hearts, that it does come from that intuitive space, not from us. I don't, I, cause I, when you start to use your brain in order to analyze the messages you're getting, it can sometimes stray away from the message itself that's coming. And that's why, you know, when we do the work with HAP, it's called the hollow bone. You're stepping aside and allowing spirit to speak through you. That's like, 
the core of what's happening. And when you're, when I'm nervous or I'm anxious, I want to, I want to be that clear conduit. I want to be open. And, um, you know, which is a great moment to really talk about something that I want to share with you guys that Vanessa is offering. So we're going to slide into like (laughs) a little bit of like self-plugging because it's our podcast. We can do that. Um, so (laughs) is offering a drawing for a free therapeutic card reading each month. If you go to her website, vanessaperry.net, you enter your name and you can enter monthly. So every month you can enter again for a free drawing and then you'll receive a thank you email and then you'll receive information on um, some other um, deals that she has for you. That is really stellar. And um, yeah. And just like I said, go to her website, vanessaperry.net. Um, is there anything you'd like to add to what that, like, what, what is a therapeutic card reading when you do them? Yeah. Well, that, that that's a, cause I feel like that's the question that I get the most because I made it up. <laughs> like I, I just totally made it up in my mind. I mean, I'm not saying like I'm the inventor of this, this thing, but I made, I made it up. So um, the idea that, that it's not super clear makes sense to me. So basically for me, um, for the longest time I would, I, some, I shouldn't say for the longest time, but sometimes I'm very aware of my energy on, on certain days. And when I feel chaotic energy and I want to center in to sit with a client, I used to pull a card before sitting down to just kind of be like, where are we headed? Like, give, give me something um, to help me know that I was connected. It was more like a test for a long time. And then we would be in session and I'd be like, there it is. You know what I mean? Like, and I'd flash the card and be like, that's the card I pulled, you know, and that, and now we're talking about that. So as I would do that, I thought, well, wouldn't that be great if that was an offering, right? Like where people could just show up and say, show me my blind spots. I've got uh, like, I I just want to see if there's, there's blind spots. I feel like maybe they're, they're stuck in their manifestations or they're feeling uninspired and looking for some of that. It's like a super easy way to be able to access like, Hey, what does spirit say? right through the cards through me and but then the bonus of me being a counselor is that we're right there to work on it (laughs) so (laughs) it's kind of like you know like when you get your tarot when you get your ass handed to you in a tarot reading and you're like yeah they just kind of are like see ya have have fun on your journey and you're like what (laughs) it's like you get to be able to process that right away with me so that's what a therapeutic card reading is is that you get three cards and we process what comes up and how it how it actually pertains to you so that we can clear that thing that that blind spot that has been you know the light was shined on it through my cards awesome that sounds like a lot of fun it is fun <laughs> it's like a grab bag right like i i think of it as like when you go to like a i went to a lot of fairs over the summer and like some places would have the mystery bag and it would be $5 and you didn't know if you were getting crystals in there or what or sage or whatever. But it was like the excitement of the mystery bag was like, this is worth, this is worth it. I'm going to go for it. That's how I feel. It's like mystery bag, like just show up, be brave and we'll see what comes up. <laughs> nice. I love it. So go check it out. VanessaPerry.net. Sign up. I mean, what it's a drawing for a free card reading. It's not 
It's not that much of a stretch for many of us to do. And who doesn't love a good card pull? Yeah, I who love doesn't it. love something that's free with with a little with a little bit of therapy with it? Oh my god, that's like heaven to me. I'm like I'm I'm kind of sad that I'm Vanessa's friend because she can't do therapy on me, and we can't do this together. I'm like I need to teach my therapist how to pull cards because <laughs> I swear to God, I said right? it's so much fun. Hey, you never know; she might be an underground one like I was for a long time, right? Like where where it's like, oh well. Since you asked, <laughs> I could I could do it. So anybody listening, hey, you know what? You never know. You never know how connected your therapist might be to the spiritual yes. realm. So go ahead and ask. <laughs> if and you currently have one that you like working with, go ahead and ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Thank well, you for that. I I yeah, I encourage you guys to go visit that. Um, so let's let's um kind of pivot into situational aspects where the imposter syndrome is about doubt is about the idea of not being enough and I really want to highlight that because I experienced something this week of course you know you know us there's something happened that we're going to talk about it um but you know I was talking I decided and this is a plug for for like Danielle because I love her okay so many of you know that I have I have fangirled with Danielle Laporte many years, many since I lived in Sedona, at least the last seven. And I've kind of been in the wings following her, doing her free stuff, maybe signing up for a $50 like workshop, like really kind of, I have all of her books, um, really kind of uh, just following her, absorbing her, you know, cause she, I, I, she's such a light. I envy her. First of all, she, she was, did a lot of public speaking when I first discovered her, which is something I so, is so akin to my heart and desire to do. And she used to run what's called, she had the desire um, map books and it was about, you know, kind of tapping into how you want to feel. And also the fire starter sessions she used to do, but she used to talk about you know, how, how is it that you want to feel in your life? How do you create a life that is akin to the way that you want to feel? And and there's so much more to it. And so I've been following her and following her and following her. And lately, last year, she did kind of a, she started doing the heart-centered stuff. Her whole brand is a heart-centered. It's, it's around that. It is so akin to what I do in my work with my clients and with what my desire to do the work in the world, connecting the heart and the mind, you know, using the science of psychology, but yet looking at it through the lens of the heart, like really stepping into what is in our heart. It is so like aligned with me that I have been considering for, gosh, since she since she created it, it's called the um, Heart Centered Leadership Program. And it's about being a heart centered leader. Um, and it's about, you know, how to create, um, how to use different virtues, different ideas and, and in, and kind of weaving them into your own work. It's not about like HAP for me is I'm teaching somebody else's work. When I do those classes, I'm doing somebody else's work. They're getting a profit. The cost of the class doesn't come to me. 
I get only a portion of the cost. So I'm teaching somebody else's work and my cat's now going to replace the puppy. So, you know, it's a, it's a, yes, mama. See? Our animals have a lot to say. She, if you have not seen her, she just brought me her mouse. She is demanding I throw it. Ready? Yes. Well, for everybody listening, we are recording this at a, not our normal time also. No. So we're, I mean, these, this, it's just like, it's, it's wacky energy. <laughs> the animals, my child, they're like, what is going on? This is not when this happens. And that's why she's like, what the fuck's going on? Um, so anyways, I, I apologize, but one must, uh, you know, one, one must appease the felines. Um, yes. So when I, when I decided, you know, I, I was really like, I want to do this. This is something that's really near and dear to me. There is a whole community of people that are heart centered leaders. And, you know, there's a sense of like this, this never ending support. And I, and I thought, uh, and I talked to her, one of her growth, um, her growth people, basically one of her salespeople and, in a, um, in a live Q and a on Instagram. And we, she answered some business questions and because I'm struggling getting my brand off the ground, because again, um, right out the gate, I decided, okay, I'm going to take the discount. Cause I got a free call with her and I took the discount. I bought the, I bought the rights, the license. Cause I'm licensed now. Well, not until I finish, but I'm, will be licensed. Yeah. And and everything that comes with it, all of it, everything they offer, all the business circles, all the framework, the marketing, all of the stuff that they give you of how to. And I was like, super pumped. I was like, I can't freaking wait to dive into this course. I can't wait to learn. I can't wait to just, you know, kind of reestablish that fire within me that I think I've been missing because I've nothing's really inspired me. Um, and I was like pushing and I was so excited. And I took a week off of work to do this course and eclipse happened. So I was like, I got to check out what was going on in the cosmos. Yes. <laughs> I forgot that, you know, and so I did, I wasn't doing it. I kind of watched one of the videos, the intro videos, and I was watching another one that had you do an exercise as your why you're here, like to really drill down it. They ask you to do it six times to get down to your why. Yeah. And I was so open and vulnerable by the time I was done with that sixth one in realizing that I'm still afraid to present myself to the world as a psychic healer. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I needed a framework to do my work because like, I don't, I don't know how to create business. Like that's, that's, that was the thought process that was in my head, which is untrue. But, and I was like, by the end of that and everything else that's happened this week, I was ready to quit. I like, I have nothing to offer these people. This is not my group. Like, what would they want with, with an energy practitioner and an angel reader? Like what, what would they want with someone like me? I don't, I don't have an established brand or an established business. I'm not already doing public speaking in a grand forum. And I'm like, I had all of these freaking reasons why I shouldn't be doing this. 
And so by the end of the week, I was ready to ask for my money back and quit. <laughs> so I went from being completely pumped and assured in my heart that this was the place I needed to be to wanting to quit in less than five days. Yeah. And I was, and, and, and even the thought of quitting, like there was an internal part of me that wanted to cry, like that was so upset that I wanted to quit, but my brain had convinced me that I was so sure that that was the next step. Yeah. So I had therapy on Thursday because you got to love therapy. You know, we love therapy. Yes. Yes. And there was other stuff that we talked about and other things happening that we didn't get to talk about my situation. And I said to her, I said, um, this is where I'm at. And she made me promise her do not do or make a decision like to quit until we've unpacked that next week. And I said, I promised her I wouldn't make it that decision. And I was like, okay, I won't do anything until we talk next week. And then we had a retreat these last two days with the heart centered group. And you know, the universe works in mysterious ways. And sometimes I wish it would just not work in mysterious ways because I get lost in the message, but the amount of support, the amount of diversity, the amount of people that are come from different places, do different things, have different things that were in that group. And while this was my first time doing work with the group specifically, I didn't feel like a new person. Like, you know, you go in groups and you're obviously the newbie because you really don't know what the fuck's going on. And yeah. you're just kind of like, hi, everybody. So you're using lingo and you're like, oh, God, I don't know what yeah. that means. <laughs> no, acronyms. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> I stepped into this workshop like yesterday. It was two days. And I stepped into it with, with an open heart because I, if I'm going to do something even if I think I might quit later, I'm walking in with an open heart because I do not want to miss anything that happens in this space. I want to be present. I want to be accountable and I want to be here. And when we started and the inclusion that we felt from, from her team, from Danielle's team and from everybody was just so overwhelming. And there was so much great information that they were just giving us and I was like, and then some of the people would talk and then they, we would share marketing. We talked about business resiliency, et cetera, et cetera, like a whole framework. And I was like, just the fact that nobody shamed anybody for having a, a certain ideal. They, nobody thought about, you know, nobody was like, well, I've been doing this for 75 years or, you know, there wasn't an ego to be found. There's no entitlement. There was was a lot of healthy. I think (laughs) ego is important. I don't feel ego should be kicked out. Like everybody says, ego is important because it's your identity. It's who you are. And it also, it, it, it's part, you, it's, it's essential. We wouldn't have it. I don't think have it essential. Exactly. And (laughs) it has, purpose <laughs> but there is healthy and there is toxic ego there's a there's a podcast that we need to <laughs> okay taking notes <laughs> so, 
but everybody's ego was so inclusive, so welcoming, so open saying, yeah, this is who I am and this is what I do. And I'm confident in that, but I'm also confident that you're an amazing individual too. And that we're a team and that we're going to support each other, regardless of who you are, what you do. And the fact that I don't even know you, because this is your first time here. Yeah. And I love over competition. I, a concept. <laughs> I was like, holy mother of God. I left that retreat at noon Pacific time today. And I realized that my brain was wrong. I have a shit ton of things to offer the world. Yes. And that because I do everything through my heart, that that was the exact place I needed to be. Yeah. That that I'm with the people I need to be with. And this is not just a, you're a group until the class ends. This is like, you're, you're, this is a group forever. This is like, we're just adding more and more people to the group to become this powerful heart centered group of people that can help heal, help others heal in their own way, in their groups, in their specific niches and anybody else in the world for that matter it just (laughs) I don't understand how to explain how when you realize how much your brain throws out that imposter syndrome and how horrible detrimental it can be if you feel that imposter syndrome show up you're in the right place you're doing the stuff that you are here to do or you're doing the stuff that will lead you to that space Mm-hmm. imposter syndrome shows up because there's a direct threat to your brain your brain is like there's a direct threat to our well-being and if we do this if it's just another course we pay for and never do and it's just one of those things and blah 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 it is going to kick out that feeling that you're in the wrong place so that you quit and that you're safe but you're fucking miserable because you know how excited you were to do the work, to, to align yourself with a group of people that is like part of your tribe. Mm-hmm. It's part of the people that, you know, I can't wait to create interpersonal relationships with people amongst the group. I can't wait to have a better relationship with team D. I can't wait to have really deep relationships with the people around me and the people I work with start offering workshops, whether the workshops take off like right away or whether it's a slow burn, whether it's online or in person, either way, if we're in our hearts, which is something I've always said, (laughs) if we stay in our hearts and we work through the lens of our heart, then nothing is misaligned it's always where we need to be we'll never be in places that doesn't serve us yeah and even if this was something that you know the imposter syndrome and i found out hey i don't you know i don't belong here i could very easily have felt that that way to over the weekend but i mean if that situation was present but it wasn't but even if i did it would have given me an idea of what I do and don't want to do with my life. Yeah. So yeah. even even if I did discover, yeah, these are not the people I want to be with. It would have given me my answer. 
but because it gave me the answer that I needed and I didn't need it or not because I had already decided I, I was already decided I was quitting. So I wasn't in my head, didn't have that extra energy around the angst of not doing it and, and wanting to just reject it. I was open to hearing how much it was in alignment with me and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, and I think the contrast, like I talk, I talk about contrast a lot with my clients, but I think the contrast as the dogs are barking, um, the contrast matters too, you know, like of being able, like being so far on one end and then so far on the other end really solidifies a lot of stuff for us, you know, and, and, and it, it's almost like you see the purpose of the, of, of each, of each, like of each part of the contrast, right? Like of being, being able to go from hopeless to inspired, like you in such a short period of time, it's like, you can remember both energies pretty well and it really can solidify a lot for you. Um, and, and, and it's like, while that's hard and it's an emotional roller coaster, it really like when we're in an awareness space, which some people aren't, and that's, you know, that's why the, the, the forward movement doesn't happen. But when we're in awareness space, we get to do like the most incredible growth so that we can move through this imposter syndrome. And when we talk about imposter syndrome, like, you know, here, here I come, here come here here I come with my my psychology roots discussion. You know who doesn't have an imposter syndrome? A three year old, <laughs> right? Or a four year old as they're creating and they're just like, "Look at this cool thing I did!" And you're like, "Those three blobs of paint, pretty freaking cool, right?" Like they're an artist. They're uh, the imposter syndrome is a result of trauma. You know, like, and, and people get kind of sick of having the conversation about trauma, but if you, you, you can make the choice to ignore trauma and then live in it, or you can really just understand that trauma isn't necessarily this super negative, like abusive type of thing. Trauma is simply just something bad happened that we perceived as bad, right? So that, and, and that's where what happens with imposter syndrome is that we we've been told enough of whatever it is right like so well i mean imposter syndrome we can blow that apart and it's like either you've been told that you weren't good enough or you were told that the thing that you're wanting to become is useless right like maybe it wasn't even attached to you you know like i know for me it was like so like i mean you can go into the 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 church aspect which i've had this conversation with a lot of clients this week about like hey man the person who gets the spirit connection is the priest and then he tells us the story you know like or he gives us the message you don't do that he does that you don't access spirit you don't you know and 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 so that becomes a limiting belief that you then you know it it would become an imposter syndrome situation if you decide to open up to spiritual gifts and that's just one of the, <laughs> just one of the many, many ways that this, that this shows up. But I think it's really important for people when they get this feeling to really want to dig into it, to not want to bypass and just say, okay, well, I'm just going to tell myself I was, that I am good at this and that it is valid and go do it because I guarantee you it will keep coming up <laughs> until you get to that root and start healing it. And this is what, I mean, 
This is the work that I've been doing over the last three years. This is the work that Grace is talking about, about being able to go into all the layers to heal them. Because if we don't go into all the layers to heal them, we will carry them with us and they will continue to be problematic. And the higher we go, the more impact problems have on us, <laughs> right? Like if you're down at the, like at the starting phase and these problems come up like, eh, well, we haven't gone that far. So we're, we're kind of used to that energy, but as you climb and as you achieve and these problems come in and they will increase your anxiety because you have more to lose from it. So like, it is so important when this comes up to be like, all right, man, where is this imposter syndrome coming from? Why do I feel this way? Getting curious and, and trying to figure it out is going to help you move through it faster and more healthy, you know, because otherwise we're doing spiritual bypassing. We're doing, you know, we're doing, we're doing a lot more impostering. Yeah. (laughs) Right, <laughs> and we don't want to do that because that's the whole problem. Um, but yeah, like I always think about that when 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 it comes up for me, you know, is that I'm like, you know what? If I were like seven, I wouldn't be feeling this. I'd be feeling really powerful. I'd feel like this is fun. That it's not a big deal, right? Like, what do we tell our kids when they want to try something? Try it. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it, and it doesn't mean anything right? Because we're trying to teach them to be curious. We're trying to teach them to experience things and not hold on to it and not judge themselves. But for some reason, as we become adults, we forget to apply that to ourselves to be able to be like, like, don't make a big deal out of this. Let it be, let it exist. Try it. You can turn your back on and it doesn't mean what you think it means because of all of this programming that's in there. So it's, I mean, that's, I think a major part of the conversation to have definitely is like, where the hell does this come from? You know, where did this specifically come from for me? Right. Cause we all know, I love the individual thing that, that like the blanket statement of, yeah, well, it comes from, you know, like it's, it, you don't have the education, right? Like, okay. Yeah, sure. That's a blanket statement, but what does education mean to each person? you know, what, what does the certificate mean to you? What does the certificate mean to you? How, how does that validity conversation happen in your imposter syndrome situation versus your imposter syndrome situation? And it's really interesting stuff, you know, like for me, like the amount of, the amount of self-awareness that has come from (laughs) the imposter syndrome I have gone through, like in stages for the last six years or so, has been incredible for me personally, not just my business, but me personally to be able to show up, like just show up. I keep, you know, I've said it a lot. I want to be able to show up. And it was like, I was calling it in to allow that imposter syndrome to come in and say, do you, who wants to show up? (laughs) Figure that out and you'll show, you will show up. You know what I mean? And that's what's happened is doing all that work. And the dog agrees. He just let me know wholeheartedly (laughs) we must have a spirit we must have a soul connection he's only four months old so maybe you know he's 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 part of my soul network and he's real excited to be here but um yeah like you know being able to show up as that person but being like well who is that person and what you had said earlier about that person changes every day and that's a good thing that is that is 
normal, wonderful, and great. And that is where the fear should subside of being like, man, you know how much it doesn't matter? Like, it really doesn't matter because it is going to change. And so I don't need to put the weight on this right now. I need to put, you know, I, I need to just, just let that, let that flow. It's hard though, because we do have all of that stuff that we have to work through all of the, all of the ways that whatever it is that we're afraid of have shown up. Yeah. Let's not even get, I mean, let's not even, well, we're gonna, we're gonna briefly <laughs> say it, I guess, past life stuff, you know, yeah. like, especially well, that, with what we do. I've been struggling since I wanted to be this, um, with the past life stuff, because, you know, I mean, when you're put to death for the, what you do, because you're, you're some sort of like healer or witch, you know, you tend to shy away from doing it in the next lifetimes because, you know, right. it didn't, it didn't turn out so well in the last one, but Lots of evidence that it's not fake. <laughs> so one of the things that I, you know, also that is, uh, you know, talking about going into the roots of it is when it does appear, cause I haven't, I don't want to say I haven't seen it in a while, but I haven't seen it in a while. I've been feeling really secure in the work that I do with the healing, with the energy work, with the readings. I've, I've kind of really stepped into some of my own in, in that process. But what I realized when answering those questions and realizing that I still have a problem presenting myself into this world as one, because I've taken others' judgment and their thought and their belief systems in, internally. But I've also, when when you were talking about the roots of it and the imposter syndrome, I've always, like, I was, and this is, this is not to have any sort of pity or sympathy, but I was always the person that never got chosen. Like I was the last one to be chosen because nobody wanted to choose me. Yeah. So there is that common theme throughout my life from my parents, from school, from my peers that I didn't have anything to offer. Yeah. And there is another situation in my life that's happening. That's very, um, I don't want to devalue it by saying high school-esque, but it's triggering a lot of the stuff I felt in high school. So part of me knows is that in, in, in discovery, you also have to look at your environment. What are you coping with in that moment? I don't know that that imposter syndrome wouldn't have come as hard as it did if the other things around me that were happening wasn't that perfect storm and creating that Scorpio mess of shit that it did. Because there was so many other factors that were happening at that moment that I think exacerbated that whole imposter syndrome. Now, you know, you think about, okay, so you have imposter syndrome. What do we do with it? What, what you know, you're experiencing it. You're like, I just got a job. It pays me a lot of money. I kind of like what I'm doing. Oh my God. I feel like I shouldn't be here. Like I don't have the qualifications. And what do you do with it? First of all, my first step, knowing that that's what I was feeling, I stepped about 15 steps back from myself, <laughs> not as a rejection, but as a, yeah. Ooh, let's get a perspective of this situation because <laughs> this is obviously something I don't want to, you know, I need to look from afar you know, creating that neutral observer, the witness, episode two, 
of our <laughs> podcast. Like way, I swear, we, we we need to do all hundred whatever episodes. Um, we probably need to do it again to have it kind of come along with us each season. We should. Um, <laughs> but I I really wanted to step into that space of neutrality because I didn't want to exacerbate that feeling. Now it was true for me. I allowed it to be my truth. I allowed it to be present. I wasn't saying, I wasn't denying it. I wasn't trying to stuff it down. I was just stepping back to get a perspective so that I could understand why it was there. And as well as what, what involved made it me happen? Like what steps, what were, what was that perfect storm to get me to hear so that I could heal and take care of things in the places that needed more tending than if I were to just say, oh, it's just imposter syndrome. No, I trauma triggers, like high school triggers that what is happening. Like I needed to tend to that part of my heart because I was in that state and in that feeling, which was creating part of that imposter syndrome. So it wasn't that I had to go directly after that specifically. I had to handle the triggers I was feeling and 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 the trauma that I was experiencing. And and not, and I don't want to say big T trauma. It was just, I was upset. It was, it was upset. Like, like it was trauma because it caused me anxiety. It caused me tears. It caused me upset. It put me in a position where, where I was angry or I, I felt like betrayed. And, and yeah, so there was a whole bunch of other emotions happening at the same time. Like I said, I'm a mixed bag this week. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and like with trauma, you know, like, again, like we, we tend, we tend to devalue the little traumas, right? Like when you think about a bruise, a bruise on your body is trauma, just as a broken leg is trauma. You know, it, it's, it's not the severity that makes it trauma. It's the wound that makes it trauma. It's the fact that there was a wounding, you know? And so like, we, we can, depending on how we've tended, tended to it, like you said, it can grow deeper as a wound, right? Like it can fester, it can, it can be bad or it can, you know, have gotten better because we've paid attention to it and had the right people helping us and the right healing, helping us along the way. Right. Like, and I think, you know, most of us, it's, it isn't until something comes up <laughs> that we then go in and go, Oh, whoa, whoa, look at that trauma, you know, cause it is hard to have awareness along the way of what is trauma because you know we're usually preoccupied by something else by by something else in that experience to understand the message that has been received in our brain at that time of the trauma but yeah like that's that's so it's like such an important point right like of being able to be like yeah this this feels like this possibly the depth of it doesn't matter that's just the fact that it's there matters and that is why I want to heal it, you know, because I don't want it to show up that way. It doesn't go away. Brain doesn't forget, but I don't want it to do this to me when it does. When it comes up, I want it to be more neutral so that it doesn't get in my way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and for me, I think for many of us, we, we just, we feel it and we continue on, but I just want to say that when we do feel imposter syndrome, there is a way 
to still live through the heart despite feeling that. Mm-hmm. It's like recognizing, it's like saying, yeah, okay, the fear is there, that mm-hmm. I'm feeling this way. Yep. You know what? Let's pull up a chair to the table <laughs> and you know, and hang out with us. We'll get we'll get to the root of it, but you can still step back and live through what's in your heart. Yeah. And I think that you know, my heart knew that I needed to tell my therapist I was going to quit this. So she made me promise not to make a decision until next Friday to have this weekend experience to, it was like, my heart knew how to get me back on track. And even though it didn't know what was going to happen in this retreat, it knew that there was going to be some powerful energy that was going to remind me of why I'm here. So it, it will always find a way to help you come back to why you're doing it. The why, the love of doing what you're doing, or the, the fact that, you know, that just the reason and, and, and step into sometimes that place of gratitude, being thankful, like, wow, I'm really thankful that they, that, that I can do this work and, you know, and be a part of this mission and whatever, or say it's job related or, you know, mom related or being a parent, like no one, you know, it's stepping into that space of having grace with yourself and saying, this is, this is my fear and this is my worry, but yet reminding yourself that you're still a wonderful, loving human being, despite all of it. Mm-hmm. And that nobody had the rule book when it came to children. There was no manual that came out. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. And even if there was one, because I remember when my, I think when my sister was little, Doc, no. I mean, he was, he's been around for a long time. Dr. Spock, right? Tried to write yeah. a manual. Yeah. How'd that go? Right? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> Right. Exactly. And that's, I mean, and that's, to me, that's comforting. It used to be scary, you know, like that, that it used to be scary to me because you want to like do things right. And, and you want to know how to do things and everything like that, because it feels like it would be safe. But as you grow and as you do the, you know, the kind of work that we've been doing it to me, it's more comforting because it gives you so much more room to be yourself. It gives you so much more room to allow for it to be yours. And that takes the pressure way off when you can settle into that and really believe it and understand that, that because it takes the comparison part and, and lowers that too, which is you know, important when you're trying to create anything, you know, one of the things that I love and I wrote it down too about like the, you know, to create a podcast on it is the idea of the community over competition and how beautiful that actually is for healing. Um, lots of things, you know, like, you know, for, for me, you know, finding the local group of the Grand Stern Goddesses and showing up in that space and, and, just because I existed, they welcomed me because I wanted to be there. They were like, I'm so glad you're here. You know? And that was my first, like, well, but you don't even know me, right? Like how, how could that be? Because you, you come up against the ideas of, you know, the belief systems and, and all of that kind of stuff and being like, wow, like this does exist in the way that I am. Right. (laughs) You know, like, Oh, okay. Like, 
because I want to love people and I want to know people and I want to do that kind of thing. And I want to have, give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but it, you get so used to the trauma of that not happening that it's, it's, it's easy to, to feel like those communities don't exist, but they do. And they can really help you. They can really help you with your imposter syndrome, to be honest. Like that's why, that's why people will tell you like when you're, when you want to do something, that's why people join groups. That's why people join masterminds. That's why people, you know, go to workshops and stuff like that is because we have the belief system or the the, the intuitive knowledge of like, well, I bet I need to go where it's happening, right? In order to understand it. Like I I can't just be here in, in an island and 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 feel the energy of it. I need to be in it. So, um, you know, that is that is a good part of this too, is that it is easier to work through your imposter syndrome when you are surrounded by the right people who are not going to trigger that imposter syndrome over and over and over and over again. (laughs) And, you know, and it's funny because you said that something came to mind is like the idea of community and that's why people take all the free stuff from the same person. That's why people they know where their community is. They they want to be part of it. And even if they feel they can't so much afford to be in the official community, just by being present with that person that they listen to or follow or whatever, it 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 gives them a sense of connectedness with something or someone tangible that is connected to so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's amazing because we, I mean, we naturally do it anyway, or we try to naturally do it anyway, but when you do it with purpose, whole different ball game, (laughs) whole different ball game. And I love like, even, you know, what you had said about like at the end, um, and it happens to me all the time too, like, well, cause we'll be off on a tangent and, 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 you know, doing something else do it, you know, you do great work, but then at the end they're like, oh man, I forgot to tell you this thing, you know, like real quick, I hear it all like real quick write it down for next week. Right. And they'll drop a bomb. Right. And it's like, no, we are not, we're not detonating. (laughs) Right. Like do not detonate that. And you like your, like you said, your heart, your soul, your everything knew that that had to happen so that you wouldn't do something impulsively, you know? And it's like that, that, It's it's funny how it works, right? Like when we when we watch when we watch the tape back, we're like, oh my goodness, like look look how it all played out exactly the way it needed to. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, my you therapist know? laugh next Friday. Right. Oh, absolutely, because she you didn't touch. Yeah, I have become. Yeah, she is going to be like yes. Yeah, yeah. She is well. Absolutely. And had you guys processed it, probably you would have, but you would have went into the, you would have went into the retreat without the contrast that you needed to have in order to feel like the, the, the absolute flip happened. And that's like, I mean, that's a, that's, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's painful when it's happening, but (laughs) (laughs) it's like, yeah, at the moment, yeah. (laughs) right yeah absolutely but it but it all you know it does all have purpose and I hope that and and hopefully that's what we've 
been able to portray here in this podcast is being able to be like, listen, this stuff comes in and it's annoying as hell and it can be painful, but it has purpose and imposter syndrome. The purpose of imposter syndrome is to allow you to embody that thing you are meant to embody and you have to clear out the junk or you'll take it with you. And that's not how it works, man. (laughs) You're not allowed to take it with you. And so you, in order to get the thing that you want, you've got to face these things to let, to drop the bags so that you can rise, you know, so that you, yeah, I know as it's like, I know I say it and I'm just like, I know more is coming for me. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, just sitting here like, all right. You know, like I know what I asked for and you know better than I do because I got my, I've put myself in enough messes to know that sometimes, <laughs> so sometimes the things I come up with are not quite, <laughs> there's some blinders on there, you know, but it can, it really is, um, when you feel it come up, I want, I, I really want all of us, myself included to see it as like, Ooh, that means I hit the sweet spot, right? Like that, that means we're going somewhere instead of being like, Oh shit, I better not go here. (laughs) Right. Like we want that different energy. So speak, speaking of energy, that's funny because I feel, I feel this in my body, like right now, I've I've been on a journey (laughs) during this of like having anxious moments and holding my breath sometimes with some of the things that we've talked about and like I've been noticing especially more recently trying to notice how my body feels in addition to like how my feelings feel and I think it is an important topic or an important thing to lead us out with of how important it is to clear that from our bodies, from our energy bodies too. How important that when we process this kind of stuff, it's it's like we've got to do the whole thing. You know, don't half-ass it <laughs> and let that stanky energy <laughs> travel around with you. Complete it. Complete it by having somebody go in and clear, help you clear that and then fill you up with something good, some light, some healing. And it just so happens that we have somebody here who does that. (laughs) You. (laughs) Yes. And it is not me (laughs) y'all. It is great. (laughs) And um, yeah. Do you want to just you know, dip a little bit into what, what, what I'm talking about and whether or not I accurately described it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true because when we experience any type of disruption, emotional disruption, whether it's trauma, whether it's just a large disruption, whatever is happening, you're triggered. We store that in our cellular memory. It's in our body. And you, have you ever had like this greatest epiphany? You're like, you're doing therapy, you're in therapy. And all of a sudden all the light bulbs go off and you're like, mother trucker. And you're like, Oh my God, like I get it now. I get it. And you feel like this euphoria of you finally had that epiphany that changed everything. Your thought processes, your mind. Well, and and you get to the next day 
And then your life happens the same way. So some of those thoughts and some of those thought processes kind of sneak back in a little bit. You're you're working from a habitual mind versus having that space be cleared and leaving new space to have that new thought process to come in. So one of the things that you can do post epiphany is, or even just maybe you feel heavy, you've been processing a lot, things in your life are not okay. You almost physically feel energetically weighted down. It's a good indication that there's some things that are ready to let go of, that you're ready to let go of, that we need to heal from the cellular memory that we're experiencing. You know, that's why chronic pain is a really big indicator of some stagnant shit. I live it. So I know whenever I'm having like lately, and this all ties in with our story today, the neck, I'm having some really big neck pains. That's where we hold our ideas and our thought processes about support, community, like who supports, like, oh, uh, like, you know, you kind of are just like, okay, fine. I get it. So <laughs> when our pain is an indication of not only maybe a physical issue, but an emotional one as well. So the more that we can cleanse our energy fields, working with the angels, clearing our heart space, getting that clean and shiny, connecting, able to connect to it on a regular basis, you know, sealing up the energy fields that, that we exist in around us. Our energy bodies are like 70 feet in diameter. Like they are way out there. And sometimes there's energy leaks. There's sometimes our energy fields are not vi- that need to be revitalized. And, and through the process of having a healing or a session with me and the angels is doing just that. You're revitalizing your energy fields. You're cleaning up and you're, you're healing any sp- tears in your energy You're also doing it in the physical body. We're cleansing the physical body in the spaces that you need that healing. And of course, you know, as I always say, it is not me that does the work. I am just the conduit. I have just worked very hard to be a clear conduit for the people that are, that are present, that are, that are in front of me so that all of that beautiful healing energy comes through me and to you. And, and the angels bring it, the angels do the work. And we just bask in that glory of doing it. So, yeah, absolutely. Sounds it, so delightful. And I've, I mean, I've experienced it. It's not even that it sounds delightful. I know that it's delightful because I have, I've experienced it more than one time. I actually, as you were talking about the neck, I was remembering when I was, you know, going through some some shit and my neck and my shoulder were killing me and you did a healing on me. And I was like, I woke up the next day, like, I it, it was almost like I had forgotten that I got the healing. I was like, why do I feel all right? Like, you know, like what happened? And I was like, oh yeah, like <laughs> that's what happened. That's why, that's why you feel great. It's a beautiful thing, you know? And it's, um, it's something that I, I think that everybody should try at least once just, just to feel it right. Just to experience it. Um, because you know, you never know what could be going on and you never know how good you could feel if you, you know, if you were able to open up to, to some of the, the, this stuff that maybe doesn't make sense to you, but it doesn't need to make sense. You just need to feel it. So if you want this, if you want to try this out, I, I think you should, right. First of all, I think you should, um, you can (laughs) go to graceevergreen.com, um, to check out a little bit more about grace. You can email grace at graceevergreen.com 
at outlook.com or you could just if you are sold on this and you have decided uh that is a fuck yes and i am super ready to experience that you can just go directly to schedule your healing.as.me and go right ahead and book yourself uh, one of these wonderful sessions with our grace absolutely and also remember um i do will do gift certificates um and for those who uh um want to give healings or even a reading for christmas it's that time of year and so you know if 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 you were coming if you want to if you come and get a gift certificate for full price i will offer you a session for 50 percent off i love that look at this deals on the go <laughs> like you know Absolutely. what spirit just told me to give you a <laughs> give you a deal look at lucky people <laughs> yeah because i think that you know there's nothing more that you can give a gift to people and everything can doesn't have to be in person please don't ever think that this stuff has to be done in person i've had better healings and more impactful healings done distantly than sometimes in person because the person is in their safe space they're in their home they're comfortable they're with their animals they're with the people you know they're safe so they feel safe so they can open up so nothing has to be done in person it can all be i'm so glad you said that because this week especially people are like do you work online and i'm like you kidding me i've worked online for the last six years like how do you not know that well it's because you never mentioned it (laughs) so thank you for doing that we definitely need to do that more often to let people know that you don't have to be in our geographic areas to receive these you know these things that's the beauty of the internet and that it does work because y'all when i told you about those healings I'm not over there in the Pacific Northwest. I'm literally across the country from Grace getting these healings and they're working, (laughs) right? Like South Carolina is where I'm at. It's like, you cannot get more more far away from where she is. Well, you can, but in South Florida where I was before, but um, yeah, like that, it, it does work over, over distances. So do, do not let that, sway you or or you know freak you out it it 100 percent works that's that's the experience i'm telling you about is uh my with my neck and my shoulder i was in south carolina when that happened and damn it it worked and it was beautiful so yes so if that sounds good go ahead and, and heal and thank you so much for spending this time today i hope hopefully y'all got like an idea of this imposter syndrome so that you can go looking looking out for it in, in your life letting that bring you to where your level up is so that you can level up and not feel like you have to stay where you are and not feel like you have to stay small if you want to be big. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. Thanks for staying the course with us guys. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, love y'all. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. More deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com 
or graceevergreen@outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light. <laughs>